Are we recording? We are. Are we are we on? Yes. Have episode. we started? Have episode. we started? Have Ep- we started? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> episode 131, Palindrome. Oh, fitting. How fitting for this week. <laughs> Why is it fitting for this it's week? It's fitting because of one of the puzzles this week was a palindromic word went across the middle of it. Oh, and it's also... And and 131 is not a palindromic word. It's a palindromic number. And also, also, That's Tuesday, not Tuesday, the day that you're listening to this podcast, 111.11. Yes, 111.11. Technically a palindrome as well. Uh, not if you include the slashes that you use to separate the well, date. don't include the slashes. Or Or if you're European, then you can include the slashes and it's a palindrome. All right. Right? Fine. Don't the Europeans do it like 11-1-11? They think it's they think it's November 1st today. <laughs> That's what they they do think that. That's they, uh yes, it's different. So happy 1-11-11 everybody. Yes. And it's happy a bunch of ones. Uh all right. So uh let's see. We have lots of stuff on the show. Uh Anything else you want to add to that? Uh, no, but uh, let's do something crazy like play that music we play every week. Franklin! Good old Franklin. Good old Franklin. Da 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 dun dun dun. That's a pretty, it's a catchy little tune there. <laughs> Franklin's, Franklin's clever. He came up with that tune. Uh, now you got me a, a, a set of uh, uh, like a headphone mic attachment. I did. I feel like I'm on a on a helicopter. Or, how's the traffic down there? It's actually not bad. Oh, that's good. It's only two cats, as far as I can see. <laughs> so you should be smooth sailing on the uh, the Gowanus. <laughs> uh, that sounds good. Yeah. I've got two cats here today. I have not locked them up. Uh, last week I had to lock them up before the show because they were being crazy. Uh huh. But right now they're both sleeping. Yeah, our uh, our cats here are sleeping as well. Yeah, it's about they that sleep time. a lot. They sleep yeah. a lot. Cats that's do. What, that's what cats do. They just sleep. So I have to snap for the viewer mail song. The the I usually snap right into the mic, but now the mic is right by my face. That's right, orbiting yeah. your head. It is. <laughs> See, we figured out if my head is the sun, then this mic is the Earth. If the Earth rotated or orbited the sun on a circular orbit which it yes, does not it does not now should should we maybe change the analogy and make your head the earth and make the microphone the moon does the moon orbit in a circular orbit well i don't know but the earth only has one thing orbiting it as opposed to the sun which has nine things orbiting it uh i prefer to have my head be the sun you do yes a flaming ball yes. of flame <laughs> yes okay that's what i prefer <laughs> All right, terrific. Uh, viewer mail, opening it up. I think, try it again. See if you can get the snapper a little closer to the mic. <laughs> I don't want to hurt myself. Uh, but try. Closer. <laughs> ah! <laughs> all right, it's open. It's open. The bag's open. Um, all right, so our first viewer mail comes to us from uh, from our friend Eric Johnston. In Eric Saudi Johnston. Arabia. So Eric says... Uh, 
I am curious about something you guys said when you were talking about the ACPT. Ryan, you said that you had a system for solving, and then you had to get a new system during the competition. What were your systems exactly? How quickly do you have to solve puzzles to be the E-Division champion? I look at Amy Ronaldo's times on her blog every day, and I don't see how it's humanly possible to solve a puzzle that takes me an hour in five minutes. What is the secret? All right. Well, first of all, let's just take Amy Ronaldo out of this equation. Yes, because Amy Ronaldo has never competed in the E-Division. Never at all. And what I do is nothing what that that Amy Ronaldo does. Amy Ronaldo is on a different plane of existence than I am. She is. That's true. So there's no point in even comparing any kind of system that I might have with her system. That's true. So, but 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 Eric wants to know what you need to do to compete in the E division. That is your specialty, Ryan. So, well, it's your you... specialty as well. Oh no, no, I've moved on. <laughs> well, I've moved on also. Well, yeah, not not yet. You not still yet. have potential back to go go back to the E division. Oh, that's that's true. I... No, it would take several years. But anyhow, what was your system? Tell us what your well, system. Well, the system that I came in with was that I knew I wasn't very fast, so I was just. I just thought that if I aced puzzle five, the very hard puzzle, then that would put me ahead of everybody else in my division because I didn't think anybody else in my division would be able to ace it. Now, by acing, you just mean completing. You don't mean like completing quickly. You just mean completing. 100% complete on puzzle five. That was my plan. And then to solve all the other puzzles as fast as I could. Because you felt confident that you would be able to finish everything except puzzle five because everything else is like I, at, the, at the most difficult sort of Thursday ish. I didn't really think that through at all. I just was focusing on puzzle five. So I did a bunch of Saturday puzzles before the tournament and I figured this is my, ch- my chance, my shot. This is what I'm going to go in with. And as it turned out, I did lousy on puzzle five. Um, I think maybe I got 20% of it, maybe 30%. Yeah. Uh, which is, I got a, I, I did a like an average puzzle five for somebody in, e, in the E division, uh, but what happened was I solved every other puzzle perfectly. I did not make a, any errors in any of the other puzzles. So and, you were flawless on the other six, and so even though you pretty much tanked puzzle five, yes, you were still ahead of the rest of the E division pack because most of the others in the E division were making mistakes or unable to finish other puzzles i finished pretty well ahead i think of the second place so i think i was the only person in 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 the e division to finish all the other puzzles perfectly oh okay i think i got because you get those bonus points when you're 100 percent correct and i think that that's just what put me ahead of everybody but uh sam donaldson i don't know if if you listen to this uh, uh podcast you were number you were came in second um i'm curious i guess we could look at the scores but i'm being more personable um, did you make any mistakes besides Puzzle 5? Do you listen to this podcast? I think Sam Donaldson has listened to this podcast. I think he has. I don't think he, think he listens regularly. I don't know, because I, I made a reference to Sam Donaldson having a, a whiteboard in his office of all the words I hate. And he very quickly responded, uh, confirming that he does have such a whiteboard. All right, Sam, then tell us, did you make a mistake? Now, I, I remember that a, a big part of your system your cyst yes. uh at the tournament also was dependent on on me hexing you 
Yes, you also hexed me. I hexed you going into Puzzle 7. You were a nervous wreck uh-huh. Sunday morning because going into Puzzle 7, you knew that you were in first place in the E Division yes. and that you had to finish Puzzle 7 perfectly, Yes. even if it took you time, because that was the only way to maintain your distance from Sam Donaldson. Yes. And so... <laughs> Right? Am I right? <laughs> no, it's, it's funny. I, um, I, I, I hope I hope I have other times in my life where I need to maintain distance from Sam Donaldson. <laughs> That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. So so I hexed you uh, several times, I believe, before Puzzle Seven even you started. Did. You did. Yeah. You hexed me, and I guess that worked. It did. Now the hex, which maybe is important, was I kept saying the very complicated sort of interlocking nicknames of, of several past constructors. Which you're not going to do now? I don't know if I can remember it right <laughs> now. Um, I think it was Narayan Ashish Chan Vangsathorn Vengsakar Venkata Subramanian. Yes. One, one, take. one take. One take. One take. Yeah, and so I kept saying that to you over and over and over again yes. before Puzzle 7, and yes. it freaked you out. It did. It made you kind of livid. It did make me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was, I was, I was horribly uh, nervous. I was a nervous sure. wreck. And I, I was familiar with exactly how you were feeling because it's the, the the exact same position I had been in the year before. Yes. I, I woke up Sunday morning knowing that I was in first place in the E division and had to maintain my distance from Sam Donald. <laughs> no, who was second my year? I, uh, uh, Corey Rubin. Oh, right. I had Corey to maintain Rubin. my distance from Corey Rubin, who, 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 who screwed that up because he approached me in the hallway. Uh-huh. He made it very difficult <laughs> to maintain my distance because he came and talked to me. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a nervous. I mean, I think for anybody in in this competition who is leading going into Sunday, going into Puzzle Seven, I think in any division it's pretty nerve wracking. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna venture to say that uh, leading the E division going into Sunday uh, is perhaps more relatively nervous to the uh, sort of the general state of calm uh, of the rest of the weekend. Only because if you're leading the E division, it means that you were awful the year before because that's the only way to get into the E division. So you go into this tournament assuming you can't do a thing and then you discover you're leading the E division. So your, your heart rate goes from normal to insane when you find this out, whereas people leading the A, B or C divisions they already know they're really good and have a chance to do something. So sure they get nervous, but I don't think it's as much more nervous as it is for the people leading the E division. That's true. And there's also the added thing of if you're in the A, B, or C division and you're, you're leading it and you, you screw up, you always think, well, there's always next year. There's no next year for the E division. Well, there's, Either, the, D, there's the D division. Well, you're not going to win the D, D division. I, I, came in, I came in third. Yeah, but you came in a distant third. I came in a very distant third. Whoever, <laughs> whoever won the D division, I don't think really belonged there. No. I think I think he cheated. Uh, but I mean, you you go in with the E division thinking this is my shot to win the E division. I'm not going to have another chance because next year I'm not going to be in the E division. Well, not if you win it, no. Not if anything. Well, sure. If you lose again, you stay in the E division. No, no, no. You, if you yes, uh, yes, yes. The E division is like the bottom thirty percent. I know, but if if I came in second, I would be bumped up. I'm saying if you came in fiftieth in the E division. Oh, 
Oh, well, yeah, if you came I'm in... I'm saying I, if you still finish in the bottom 30% well, overall, yeah, but if then you stay in the E division. If you're leading the E division... Yes, if you're leading the E division, and then... You do, yeah. And you're doing your best to win the E division on Puzzle 7, then yes. you're probably going to finish at the top of the E division, or, or yes. near the top. Yes, that's probably true. And you're going to be bumped true. up. Yeah. That's my point. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm glad we could finish that on an argument. Yes, I'm uh, glad we could too. <laughs> uh, uh, in terms of speed, you don't have to be super fast because I know I'm not super fast. Uh, you have to finish the puzzles with a few minutes left, uh, but you don't have to be super fast. You don't have to be Amy Ronaldo. No, you don't have to be Amy Ronaldo. The E uh, division, I've, I think I've, I have, maybe I haven't conclusively proven it, but the E division is about accuracy more than it is about time. Would you, before we go on, check your connection, your headphone connection? You're you're getting very metallic. I'm getting metallic. Well, I, I in my ears, but maybe the recording will be fine. I, I, I there's no there's nothing to check. I mean, it's all right. Well, whatever you just did fixed it because now you're not metallic anymore. Well, there you go. I fixed it. All right, excellent. Eric Johnston, are you coming to the ACPT? Yeah, this seems. Are you coming back from Saudi Arabia, and or is there it, is there an ACPT in Saudi Arabia? Oh, I don't know. Maybe it's by the Applebee's buffet. <laughs> right. That's um, now, show. just one more thing on the subject of Amy Ronaldo. Uh, she has a book called How to Conquer the New York Times Crossword Puzzle, and uh, you can buy it. I don't know somewhere Amazon maybe. Uh, I think it's only uh, uh, you can buy it at Borders uh, from Switzerland. <laughs> Borders they... from Switzerland, the same place you can buy the book that features us. Yes. And see your metallic again. Well, I don't know what to do. I'm not changing anything. I'm not. I haven't even moved. Maybe you have too much zinc in your diet. <laughs> maybe. So if you buy this book by Amy Ronaldo, How to Conquer the New York Times Crossword Puzzle, she actually breaks down, I think quite clearly, uh, a lot of the basics of crossword puzzles. It is not going to make you into an elite solver, but it has, I don't know, vocabulary lists and sort of things to keep an eye out for, things to notice, things to get used to that will help you at least, I don't know, uh, raise your speed on the more basic stuff. The harder stuff is still going to be hard no matter what, but it'll help you identify when a clue is trying to deceive you or, you know, a lot of the basic three, four, five letter words that show up all the time. Uh, that stuff, I think, can be very useful. I think yeah. it could improve your speed. And take it from us. We are E-Division winners. We are, in fact. E you're, you're, metal you're so metallic. It's, I don't I, know what to tell you. I haven't done a thing. I haven't I can, touched can anything. Hardly, I can hardly understand a word you're saying. What do you mean you can hardly understand a word I'm saying? I, I haven't touched anything. It sounds like you're talking to me through a tinfoil kazoo. <laughs> I haven't touched anything. I swear to God. All right. Well, right now you sound okay. All right. Fine. So quickly, say something else useful. Uh, our next viewer mail is from Alex Boisvillard. Uh, Alex Bravea says, a crosslight and crossword butler. Alex, of course, is the inventor and programmer of the crossword but butler who has butled crosswords to all of us around the world. <laughs> uh, he says, it will be integrated into a crosslight. That much is true. The idea now is not to blindly grab all the available crosswords, but instead to ask for permission from the sources to get them first. More specifically, ask under what conditions I can grab the puzzle for the solver. I don't want to go into too many details before launch, but that's the basic idea. So that's the basic idea. <laughs> yes, uh, that's the basic idea. A cross light will be integrated into a uh, crossword butler will be integrated into a cross light and tra -la. 
I'm not sure what that means in, to ask permission from the sources to get them first. I, I suppose that that means, I don't know, there, there, there is some agreement, whatever, however based. Because right now the crossword butler doesn't ask anything. It just asks, do you want this puzzle? You know, it, it is completely user side friendly. It's not at all source side friendly. Right. Uh, and so maybe with a cross light, I, I still think it's going to somehow be ad based because that's how companies think they make money. Um, I think ads are horrible, but whatever. What can you do? Well, that is how companies make money. That's not how so, they think they make money. That's how they make money. I know, but it's just I think ads are terrible, and I don't think that they work, and I think that they're a waste of time. Well, ask Facebook. Talk to Facebook about it. I'm not going to talk to Facebook about it. Well, they've anything. got billions and billions and billions of dollars, and it's almost completely because of ads. You think Facebook is going to ever disappear? Uh, it might. I mean, there was a time when MySpace was like the biggest thing on there. Yeah, Facebook is pretty well integrated into the web right now. Yeah. You can go to any site now, and it'll, and there's always a button that says, like this on Facebook. I know. I And the, for me, I don't even really like Facebook. I don't think – I don't like the interface. I don't I don't like it. No, I, mean, I don't I like, really either. I like the idea of it, of keeping up with my friends and being able to see what everybody's up to. I like that, but if I was going – if I was a designer, I would not des I would not look anything like how it looks. Well, they, they change the look of it like every three months. I know. I just don't like it. I think it's clunky. I, we were talking about the pages, the Facebook pages when you have – it's just they're useless. Yeah, they are. I've it's... joined a bunch of them, and they're just useless. Yeah, they're pretty awful. Look at them one time when you sign up, and you never go back. Yeah. Why would you go back? There's nothing on there. I, I don't know. Get Get Mark on the phone. Okay. Get Mark. Zucky. <laughs> Zucky. <laughs> Give me Zucky. All right. All How many right. letters is Mark Zuckerberg? Uh, 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 I don't know. 14. M -A only 14? I think so. M-A-R-K-Z-U-C-K-E-R-B-E-R-G. 14. I was right. You were right. Okay. Then she should be in a puzzle. Uh, he, maybe he has been. Not that I've solved no? Okay. Uh, our final viewer mail is from Patrick Merrill. Patrick Merrill, of course, crossword constructor, former blogger for the New York Times, uh, designed our fantastic logo. Illustrator for Mad Magazine. Uh, Patrick Merrill has created a 2011 calendar, and uh, I, I had it, and now I can't seem to locate it. It's adorable. It's fantastic. Is this it? Yes, here it is. It's a 2011 calendar. The, the page is called Make Your Own Calendar, and you cut it out, and then you have it. Voila. Um, but it's wonderful. It's full of uh, his drawings uh, surrounding uh, just a one-page calendar of the whole year, and it's really, really cute. Yeah. So you should, you should check it out. Uh, his website uh, is uh, – trick. well, his blog is at trickme.wordpress.com. His calendar suggests two other websites – uh, Patrick.merrill.org and threebarrels.net. Three Barrels is Three Barrels is the company he's got. I think with his brother and with somebody else, they made that uh, that game for the iPhone. Spell it. Oh, he did. Yeah, that's that's Three Barrels made Spell it. I haven't played that. I have played. We've talked about it on this show. It's we a have. fun game. Yeah, I've have yet to play it. I I downloaded. Uh, Plants vs. Zombies. Oh, that's fun. Plants vs. Zombies is cool. Yeah, I enjoy yeah. it. An interesting thing with the Spell It app, uh, it had been out for like a month, and then I was having lunch with Patrick Blindauer, mm -hmm. and we were, I 
now I'm saying this, I really think it, I'm pretty sure it was Patrick Blindauer. Patrick Blindauer, tell me, am I talking about you or somebody else? And we were talking about this game and the Spell It game, and it turned out we had both played it periodically over the last month, and we were both up to the exact same level. Really? Yeah. Wow. Because Patrick, it's, it's surprising because Patrick Blindauer is much smarter than you. I know. He's a wizard. He is. He's also a former winner of the E Division, by he the is. way. He is. Patrick Blindauer. He is in good company. Yes, indeed. Uh, wait a minute. No. Um, Are we done? Oh, I guess. I could barely hear you snapping. Viewer mail. Closing it up. Yeah, that's viewer mail. Predictions. Let's Our, have some predictions. Paula Gamash predictions. Paula Gamash, yeah. the bearer of bad news. I yes. said the over-under is 28. I said 12. You said 12. Neville Fogarty, yeah. squishy defeated, says he thinks that she will have 15 puzzles in the New York Times and six rejection emails. <laughs> uh, I don't think I don't think she gets rejection emails. You she don't think sends so? them out. Dear Paula, your puzzle was good, but I don't think we're going to use it. Love, Paula. Yeah, something like that. Is that how they go? So uh, so Neville Fogarty says 15. 15 so, puzzles. So he's going under. Well, so we're, uh, we're what, uh, 10 days, 11 days into 2011, and yes. so far, zero. Zero. Zero puzzles so far for the bearer of bad news. Yes. I wonder whether she's going to have one at the ACPT this year. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Would that count? I don't know. No, I don't think so. All right. Who, now, now, now you've guessed 26 or 28 for Paula Gamache in 2011. Uh, I know you don't actually mean that, and you don't actually think there's going to be 28. Who I do. do you, no, I you do don't. Mean that. All right, fine. So second to Paula Gamache, then, who do you think will have the most puzzles in the Times this year? Mike Nothnagel. Mike Nothnagel? Yes. Yeah, he's got he's got one so far. Yes. Uh, is, is is he tied for first so far with one? Uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I think so. I think nobody's, I, nobody's had two yet this year, no, have they? No, I don't they? believe so. All right, so Mike uh, is tied for first. That's off to a good start. He's tied with Ian Livingood. Ian Livingood. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think Mike Nothnagel <laughs> will have uh, the most. Yeah. The second most. Yeah, the second most after Paul Gamash is 28. Well, I, I, I mean, I honestly 100% believe that Paul Gamash will have the most puzzles in the New York Times this year, as yeah. she did last year. Yep, she did. That's true. I believe that. So speaking of the ACPT, the ACPT 2011, March 18th through 20th, Friday, yes. Saturday, Sunday. You can now sign up. You can. You can sign up online. You can go to uh, crosswordtournament.com and register for the ACPT. I've got the prices here in front of me. If you want to attend everything at the ACPT, uh, no, if you want to attend everything on Saturday and Sunday, it's $180. That's mm -hmm. like the real tournament, Saturday and Sunday, $180. Uh, if you also want to be part of the Friday night games and reception, that's another $80. Yeah, well, guess who will that's not another be another $80. Well, here's the thing. You know, I don't want to dissuade people from doing what they want to do or what they think is going to be fun. Last year, the Friday night event was not worth $80. Well, it wasn't even – we actually, it actually raised the price after last year's fiasco. Yeah, it was $75 last year. I will not be 70? paying any type of money for Friday night festivities. I mean, I'll tell you this. I would pay anything to hear that Norwegian guy talk about whatever he talked about again. <laughs> but, the, but the real problem for me last year was Eric Berlin's puzzle. Oh, yeah. Was that, and that was just – it was horrible. Yeah. I mean, it was this incredibly inventive double crossword with a slideshow <laughs> and only three seconds to figure out every clue – and then you and I were a team, and we won. Yeah. I mean, this was a terrible, terrible event. I much preferred the Swedish guy t talking about 
Yeah, what did he talk about? <laughs> I don't remember. I think he talked about the history of Sweden or something. Uh, yeah, that, uh, yeah. Eric Berlin, you should be ashamed of yourself because that was a real be. embarrassment. But uh, uh, and I think this year it's going to be some <laughs> sort of cryptic thing. Yeah, it's a cryptic crossword competition, which sounds uh, like fun. I mean, I would be, t- I, I, I would finish dead last. I know. I don't know about that. We had a, a long-running segment on this show where you learned a great deal about something. No, I, I know. I was there. Uh, <laughs> Were but, you now? Yes, mostly. <laughs> Uh, I would be terrible at it, but it's something that if it was, I don't know, included in the price or maybe $15, that's something that I would take part in. Yeah. But $80, no. It's a lot. That it's is a lot. lot. And it's, it's a three hour thing. I mean, it's... Well, here's, I mean, here's part of why I think it's a lot is that it's expensive to rent out that room. Oh, yeah. That ballroom where everything takes place, that's got to be expensive to rent out for a whole evening, for a Friday evening. I totally sympathize with that, but it's not worth it. Uh, It really isn't. Um, Here's what I am likely going to do if anybody is interested in this. I'm likely to have Grimaldi's Pizza and then sit at the hotel bar uh, on Friday night. That is, I mean, we could pool together. We could pool $160 and get a lot of pizza. We could. A lot of pizza and beer could ha- could be had for that $160. So that is, I mean, the whole point is just hanging out with everybody, and that can be done for free. Yeah, it really can. Now, I, I will I will offer a stronger encouragement to attend the rest of the tournament, the Saturday and Sunday portions. Yes. Because uh, that's a lot of fun. I mean, solving the puzzles ranges from satisfying to frustrating, uh, depending on the difficulty of the puzzles. But, yes. But uh, the puzzles aside, it's great fun to hang out with these people. A lot of folks see each other only once a year at this event, and so it's a fun reunion. Um, And uh, Uh, so I'm psyched about it. Yes, and that's $180 I feel well spent. Yeah, so that part is good. You get a lot out of it. You can also uh, not compete but attend, apparently. I'm not sure how that works, um, for $135. That seems like, I don't know, that doesn't seem interesting to me. I have to be honest with you. I think you cannot compete for free. Um, I think you could actually just wander into the hotel if you wanted to. Yeah, I don't think they. I, I don't know how. Anything. Yeah. Um, maybe uh, you won't be allowed. I don't know what you won't be allowed to do because, like, I didn't wear my name tag a lot last year, and I don't know. I'm. I don't. Really I think understand. a lot of it is kind of on the honor system. I think it really is. For instance, somebody last year who will re- re- remain nameless competed in the Friday night games without paying for it. Oh, that's true. Um, that's true. Somebody did do that. So you can you can kind of participate. It's it's yeah. it's the honor system, though. I mean, I if think you, it really is the honor if system. If you haven't paid, you know, do what you feel like you need to do. But if you're going to participate, then you should pay. Yeah. That's yeah. what I think. I think that that's true. I think that that's true. Um, but if you're just going to hang out with people, then you should just be allowed to hang out with people. It's, yeah. If you just want to hang out in the lobby or the the sitting areas, then or you want to go on a Jewish date. Uh, you can That's do how that. to do it. That's free. That was going on last year when we were there. It goes on every 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 year. Oh, okay. But it goes there, on every year. J date was happening in full force. Saturday night, I think that's when when uh, the Orthodox Jews they have a, like a dating thing in the in the lounge. Nice. And then there are there are there are chaperones. All right. There's there's technical names for this, which there there is, there are there is there are. Names are. Technical names, there are. Uh, 
technical names there are. <laughs> You're Yoda now. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if you like crosswords and Jews, then uh, this is definitely a good event for you. Yes. Um, it's a good podcast for you. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, for the uh, none of you who don't know what's going on at the ACPT, there's six tournament puzzles on Saturday, the 19th of March, one more tournament puzzle on Sunday, the 20th of March, and then the playoffs happen after that on big dry erase boards. Um, also Sunday, I believe between Puzzle 7 and the playoffs, uh, is going to be the uh, return of Crossworders Got Talent. The talent show from last year was such a big hit that it's happening again. Um, on CrosswordTournament.com, there's a little note here that says uh, it's a variety show featuring ACPT contestants and officials with music, dance, comedy, and games. If you would like to participate or would like more info, email Celebesox. I don't understand. C-E-L-E-B-E-S-O-X at AOL.com. All right. Celeb. E socks. So that is for the talent show. So yes, if uh, you'd like to participate in the talent show. Now, last year, uh, the talent show had a lot of great events in it, including Amanda Yesnowitzi on Parallel Parallel Verse Engineer, Shining Light to Us All, singing a song that she wrote with me uh, called Away with Words. It was a, a, a big hit. Huge hit. If I may say so myself. It was fantastic. I, I was very proud of it. And I'm glad you were able to get your piano seat. <laughs> I'm glad I was able to get my piano seat too. Who um, was it who wouldn't let me sit down there? Was that well, Nancy Schuster? Yeah, somebody wouldn't let you sit down. <laughs> she had no idea that I was trying to sit there to play. She was like, "Well, what what are you doing over here? <laughs> There's seats in the in the auditorium." Yeah. Uh, uh, anyway, so let's change gears for a moment. <laughs> uh, Let's, oh uh, that's ACPT. So let's, <laughs> let's move on. Oh. Let's move on to Ask XOP. Oh Ask God. Brian's father. Yes, uh, we interviewed my father a couple of weeks ago, and he he offered us a a, a, a vitriol-filled diatribe over. The, <laughs> Is there the... any other type of diatribe besides <laughs> vitriol-filled? I'm not sure. Maybe not. Todd McKay says, I want to go ahead and submit my question for the next edition of Joe Simmet Dissects the English Language. Notice I said dissect. I do notice. He says, Dear Joe, I've been wondering about the phrase, there is no accounting for taste. On the surface, the phrase appears to mean it is not necessary to give reasons for liking or not liking something. I like the idea of having a phrase with that sentiment. I could use it as a response when my sister asks, why don't you like spending Christmas with the family? But when I hear the phrase in practice, it always carries an ironic and occasionally insulting tone. The popular usage meaning seems to be it is not possible for you to have any legitimate reasons for liking or not liking that thing. Which meaning of the phrase is correct? No accounting for taste. How do you no. use that? I, you know, I don't usually use that phrase, but I, I think I, I think that when I use it, I, it it's somewhat snarky. Like, I think that somebody, I don't agree with somebody's assessment uh, of something. And so, I mean, I toss it off by saying, well, there's no accounting for taste. Yeah, that's what I would, how I would use it. But now that I think about it kind of literally, I don't know if I'm using it right. I feel like your father would use it in the snarky way. I think that he would. And, and, and even if he were to discover that he was using it wrong, he would insist on continuing to use it the way he's always used it. Yes. And, and just claim that it was an exception to his otherwise uh, <laughs> steel trap rule set. Uh, but yeah, I can actually picture him saying that. Yeah. About well, 
Uh, you know what, XOP, uh, you're going to listen to this because I'm going to tell you to, and then you can uh, respond and you, you can, can let us know what you yes. think about this phrase. I will say XOP, uh, there are some perhaps friends of XOP who might have listened to our podcast now. He sent out uh, his uh, his annual sort of recap of the year in Simmets letter yes. and included uh, a reference to this podcast. Yes. Yes, uh, he did. Yeah. Oh, you got a copy of this letter? Yeah, I'm a friend of XOP. I, well, I know a, you're a friend of XOP. I just don't know if you're on his distribution list. I am on his distribution list. Okay, all right. Fine. Why wouldn't I be? I don't know. Why Why wouldn't I have a, get a Christmas card and a Christmas letter from your father? Well, you wouldn't get a Christmas card and a Christmas letter from my father because he's Jewish and doesn't buy well, into a holiday holidays. Card. A holiday card. Yeah. Why wouldn't I get that? I don't know why. Is, tell him not to is, send this a, is this the contest of now? Why wouldn't Ryan get a holiday card from? Well, my there's father? no reason because I got one. Well, see, there's no accounting for taste. <laughs> Touche. Uh, so, XOP, you're going to tell us what you think about this uh, in a future episode. Yes. Let's uh, recap. It's, this is something about the contest of then, then, then. Yes. Uh, as a response to this contest, Tyler Hinman had given us the contest about... Uh, Take change, a drink. Take a drink, change a vowel, you get a capital. June Pock wrote to us saying, I cry foul. Equaluit however you say it, isn't a world capital. Nunavut is part of Canada. The capital of Canada is Ottawa. I can't seem to find a solid reference for what world capital actually means. I think it should mean capital of a sovereign nation, but this doesn't even make that cut. And he links us to a Wikipedia page of lists of national capitals. Uh, he includes things like Stanley, capital of the Falkland Islands, part of the UK, and Hagatna, which is the capital of Guam, part uh -huh. of the U.S. Uh, he claims that uh, Iqaluit is not a legitimate world capital. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know either. Is this, is this kind of the equivalent of us saying that, like, Albany would be a world capital because it is a capital and it is on the world? Yeah, I guess. What is what is Nunavut? Is Nunavut a a, a state uh, or province? It's not, of, it's not one of the province, uh, provinces. I, I don't what know. is it? Is it part of like the Crosscan? What is what is it? Yeah, you're, Crosscan. You're, you're an expert in all things Canadian. Yeah. What is what is Nunavut? Is that where Barb and Dave Canadia live? It might be Crosscan. How come you didn't know the answer to this contest? Yeah. Have you I never been understand. to Nunavut? Do you not enter our contests? I, I'm confused. Uh, yeah, so what is Nunavut, what is the food they're most known for, and why would I go? Yeah, indeed. Why would Ryan go? And yes. can I come up with a reason to send Ryan there? Yes. I'd, I I'd like, can, can we come up with a corporate reason? I wish I was linked in to more people who might be able to help me. Uh, you, hadn't, you hadn't canceled your LinkedIn account. Oh, that's a real shame. It is. Uh, the contest of then, very popular, very popular contest of then because it yeah, involved the wives contest. and it's always yeah. popular. Uh, so the contest of then was what two food items mentioned in previous podcast episode titles can be combined and anagrammed to form a state capital. Episode 29 of our podcast was election day results, pancakes or tacos, which would you pick? Episode 124 was we are experts in ramen noodles. You take, uh, what is it, tacos and ramen? And you scramble them up, and you get Sacramento. Yes, which is not a world capital. It's a country capital. I don't know. State capital. Well, it is the capital of California. The state capital. It is. But would we call it a world capital? I wouldn't. I would call it a, 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 a state capital. It's a capital on the world. It is. All right. Uh, so the winner 
is winner. Jeffrey Crosscan Krasnick of the Jeffrey Crosscan Krasnick uh, Hall of, of Pantheon. Pantheon. Pantheon of Completists. Oh, I guess he does enter contests. I guess he does. I Jeffrey, had no idea. Uh, disregard the earlier question. Uh, no, don't, don't. I still want to know more about how to send Ryan to Canada. Just disregard the question about whether you enter contests. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, so Cross Can, you win a book. I'll send it to you. Uh, if I don't have your address, I'll let you know. I believe it's in Nunavut. It probably is. I could just send address the box to Cross Can, Nunavut. Yes. Okay. I guarantee you it will get there. Okay. Uh, there was no contest of now because uh, we're taking the next week off. I'm going to be out of the city. You are. You're going to be out of the country, aren't I you? I am. Going on a cruise. Leaving, on a uh, let's see, if it's today's Tuesday, I'm leaving tomorrow. I really hope the metallic thing is only in my headphones and not really in the show. So do I. I don't hear it at all. It sounds great to me. Do I sound metallic to you? No, you sound perfect. Okay. I'm going to say it's my crappy internet connection. All right. Sounds good. My, my internet connection is pretty crappy here. Look on the horizon! It's a thunder god! And he's carrying a Nunavutian uh, uh, palindromic slipper. Maybe the worst ever. That, that might be your worst ever Thor announcement. Could be. Could be. Could be. I think uh, it was. Monday, January 3rd, 2011, by one Ian Livingood. Still my favorite name. Yeah. And he look, in the picture on Xword Info, he looks like he's living good. Yeah, he, he does. Ian, are you going to be at the ACPT? We'd like to meet you. We would like to meet you. This was Thor, a lovely. Thor would like to meet you. He would. This was yeah. a lovely puzzle with a theme that involved phrases ending with ack. So yes. you had stand back, that's whack. Brat Pack, other stuff, Carjack, Knapsack, Thumbtack. Uh, good Monday puzzle. Yeah, it Enjoyed seems it. fine. I'm not I really like... sure. What, what's 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 the significance of Ack? Anything? Uh, well, there were Ack-Acks in Empire Strikes Back. Hmm. Ack is what uh, Bill the Cat used to say in it Bloom is. County. It is. Remember Bloom County? That oh, was yes. Good. yes. Bloom County was good. Bloom County was good. Calvin and Hobbes was good, too. Do you have the buzzer? Tuesday. Oh, my cat just woke up when I buzzed. Tuesday, January 4th by David Hansen. Can I, before you go on, did you, do you see the picture of David Hansen? I feel like he's getting ready to play Philip Seymour. Hoffman I know, right? Movie. <laughs> right? I, was, I, I just turned to him. I said, Philip Seymour Hoffman did a puzzle? Yeah, he looks like he's getting ready to play the part of Philip Seymour Hoffman in the crossword movie of his life. Oh, my God. Yeah, This guy he, looks exactly like Philip Seymour Hoffman. He does. David Hansen, are you going to be at the ACPT? We'd like to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this puzzle is the palindromic puzzle. Uh, 37 across was palindromic word. What every answer on the perimeter of this puzzle is. And they all were. Dad, level, solos, sis, redder, toot, tat, tenet, minim. Mom, pip, pip, and deed. Great. I, I love palindromes, and I thought this puzzle was great. What other things can be palindromic besides words? Numbers. So numbers can, like the number of this episode is palindromic. What else? Uh, uh, uh sitcoms i feel like palindromic is almost not really a legitimate word in itself only because it, it really only applies to words i don't think it just applies it applies to phrases a man a, a, plan, a, can a, be... a man a plan a canal panama 
That's a palindromic phrase. Okay. All right. Is it not? Uh, it is. Yeah, I guess it is. I'm going to look it up right now. You continue to talk about this puzzle. I'm moving on. No, wait. Well, wait, wait, wait. What? Wait. It's time to go on. Wait. No, wait. Uh, here we go. Yeah. Uh, are we not drawn onward? We few drawn onward to new era? That doesn't make sense. Campus motto. Bottoms up, Mac. That makes a little more sense. Uzi rat in a sanitary zoo. I don't understand that one. Dennis Sind. Okay. No? All right. Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday. January 5th by Ed Sessa. By Mr. Ed Sessa. By Mr. Ed Sessa. <laughs> who uh, looks like uh, he's about to be playing uh, uh, Alan Arkin in the movie of his life. Interesting. Interesting. And he also has a puppy. He does have a puppy. A little puppy. Now, this was a weird day. This, this was, was a weird, weird day. day. Okay, so here's the deal. Apparently, on January 5th, 1961, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, 50 years ago, no, that's 50 Mr. Years ago. Ed, Mr. Ed debuted on television. And he said, hello, I'm Mr. Ed. And he also had a phrase that said, time to hit the hay. Oh, I forgot. I ate it. Not very funny. Maybe 50 years ago, this was the height of hilariousness. Yeah. So like many people, I did the New York Times puzzle and I thought, all right, whatever, it's fine. And then three or four hours later, I did the L.A. Times puzzle, which had the exact same theme. It was arranged a little bit differently, but it's had the phrase time to hit the hay. Oh, I forgot I ate it. And I didn't know what to do with myself. I thought I was in some elaborate joke or I had done this puzzle already. I, it was very confusing. Yeah. Now you didn't I, do this. You didn't. Uh, well, I didn't do the L.A. Times puzzle. I, I only did the New York Times puzzle. And I just reached the conclusion of, well, I don't care about Mr. Ed. And this is kind of not a puzzle that thrills me. That's that is the 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 the, the exact reaction I had after the New York Times puzzle. Oh, good. So we're we're on the same page. But then there. I did the L.A. Times puzzle, and then I had the exact. It was it was it was like in the Matrix. Yeah. You remember in the Matrix when he does the crossword puzzle? No. It's towards the back, and he does it, and it's towards the back. Yeah, I, maybe he does. What does that maybe, mean it's towards the back? Maybe I'm thinking of a different movie. It's towards the back of what? The 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 the, the movie. Towards the back of the movie? Yeah, towards the back. What does that mean, towards the back? you never heard that phrase, towards the back? No. It's towards does it mean the it's back. near the end or near the beginning? It's near the back. What does that mean, the back? All right. Yeah, I think Movies don't have backs. Sure they do. What is the back of a movie? You know what? You're starting to get on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> Thursday. Thursday, January the 6th by Mike Knopfnagel, pen pal extraordinaire, constructor of the Thursday puzzle and the Oracle. Uh, this puzzle uh, I solved, and I was fine, and I did not understand the theme at all, and it's because I don't read clues. Um, nine across said, with 65 across, go against the group, or what the shaded or circled squares literally do in the answers to the starred clues. Well, nine across was break, 65 across was ranks, and so the uh, there were four long uh, entries that had a shaded square or circled square, and it broke the name of uh, military ranks. So per capita income had the I circled so that uh, 
captain was there. And Amon Jordan had major, Percent Sign had Ensign, and uh, Marshmallow Peep had Marshall. The reason I didn't understand this is because I kept looking at nine across. And uh -huh. the clue said, with 65 across, go against the group or what the shaded squares literally do to the answers. I, I never saw the with 65 across part. Oh. So I just kept reading nine across, the clue being, go against the group or what the shaded squares do. And then the answer was break. And I thought, break means to go against the group? I've never heard that before. Uh -huh. And then what the hell am I literally doing to these entries? It didn't make any sense to me at all. Uh -huh. I had to go to uh, I had to go to the wordplay blog and read Deb Amlin's post about it to figure out what was going on. And then even then, I didn't totally understand it. Deb Amlin, very, very clever with the writing and the puns and the turns of phrase. And I thought she was just like quoting entries in the grid. And I didn't understand she was actually explaining the gimmick. Uh -huh. I was totally lost. Uh, I'm sorry. I thought this was a good puzzle. Yeah, it was a fine puzzle to solve. Although I will say I'm a little creeped out by the idea of an eye bank. Yeah, that is a little creepy. I, I don't think I could go there. I think that would really frighten me. Well, if you had gone there, you probably wouldn't have, have, have realized how creepy it was. An eye bank. Eye bank. Because yeah. I think you'd either be dead or you would not be able to see. Right? Oh, what if only one of my eyes was bad? Oh, that's true. I mean, one of my eyes is bad. Maybe I need to go to an eye Maybe bank. Maybe you should go to the eye bank. My left eye is totally screwed up. Well, go. All right, I'm on my Get way. Get me to an eye bank. Isn't that what... Uh, what I think did... that's what Hamlet said to yeah, Ophelia. Didn't, didn't List write a song about that? <laughs> I think List wrote a whole opera. Yeah. I think that was the big hit song from the opera. Yes. Get me to an eye bank. Oh, by the way, we forgot to mention that Mike Nothnagel will be playing that guy from uh, Nightmare on Elm Street uh, in the movie of his life. Oh, that's right. Jack Shea. Mike Jack Nothnagel's Shea. playing Jack Shea. Friday, uh, January 7th, 2011, by Joe DiPietro. Who I think he be... looks kind of like a nice version of Kiefer Sutherland. Okay, we'll go with that. Yeah. We'll go with that. Uh, I can't wait to see the movie. Uh, <laughs> the nice Kiefer. The nice Kiefer. <laughs> So this was a, this was uh, yeah I don't really remember too much about it but it was a fine uh, Friday puzzle from what I can tell yeah I had trouble I I gave up you gave up this one you gave, gave up, up on I did I gave up on it I don't know why I just wasn't I wasn't enjoying it I wasn't figuring things out and uh, one of the few things I did get I didn't like and so it just turned me off this was on the difficult side but I eventually got it I thought it was fine I didn't like choicer. Choicer? Like choicer. Better as cuts of meat, choicer? Yeah. More okay. choice. We don't say choicer. We say more choice. I don't know. I could say choicer. Well, I know you can, but... I loved his... Uh, uh... <sighs> it would be so much better if I could remember the name of the poem. Um, I don't know. What's the name of the poem with the travelers and the... Uh... I don't know. Canterbury I... Tales. Canterbury Tales. Okay. I love this Canterbury Tales. It's Canterbury Tales. What? Chaucer. Chaucer. We were talking about Choicer. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> are, are you are you trying to like do like a pun and be clever and in the moment, and yet it took you so long that yes. it doesn't make any sense? Perfectly summed up. <laughs>
perfectly summed up. <laughs> Saturday, January 8th by Will Nettiger. Boo to this puzzle. No, boo. yay to this puzzle. I no. totally, I know I say Googled boo. this. I know Googled this. I, know I this without guessing. Googled this. I, I did this without guessing. I thought uh, I, I was pleased not boo. with the puzzle, but I boo. was pleased for being able Hiss. to do something that you could not do. I couldn't even, uh, I got nothing in this. I got Cujo. Yep. I got one, le- I got C, I got one letter in the upper left. I got yep. yellow, and that was it. Yeah. Couldn't get any of it. No, I, I got, I, well, I got all of it. And I got a text message from Ryan in the morning saying the Saturday puzzle is seriously impossible. No, seriously impossible. And then like eight hours later, I got another text message from Ryan. No. Seriously, that's it how was, well, that should tell you how long I had been looking at it. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you that these text messages not only amused me because Ryan is funny, but just delighted me because I never get any text messages from Ryan. So when I get any at all, it's just it's a it's a pleasure. <laughs> so this was, and then the added pleasure of the fact that you couldn't solve it, and the added pleasure beyond that that I could, like the whole thing, just added up to a great day. Well, good for you. This I know puzzle stunk. Uh, I enjoyed it very much. I you know, don't know that I cared for satirized. It should have been satirical. I don't know that satirized is the right well right answer there. Fine, but an, an elk is not a word. Elk is not a word. It's elk is the word. Oh yeah, that's true. When I had satirical in there, and I then had the K from tape decks, I thought maybe it was auk, a u k, because mm. I don't know what buckskin is, and I thought maybe you could get it off of an auk. I had instead of tape decks, I had wall jacks. That's not a thing. It's not a no. thing. We've decided we decided that earlier that it's not a thing, but that's yeah. What well, I it's have. not a thing you buy at Radio Shack because I think houses come with wall jacks already, you know, included. Yeah. But yeah. All right. Well, screw you. Screw Will Nettiger. Screw this puzzle. Oh my goodness. Well then, here we go. <laughs> Patrick Berry decided to do this puzzle. <laughs> Sunday, <laughs> Sunday. I started with the wrong thing. All right. I, I tried to back <laughs> into it. Sunday, January 9th, 2011. The long and short of it. This, yep. I feel I've seen similar type uh, uh, themes to this, but I, I like it. It's it was, uh, fine. It was takes clever. stuff that ha- usually has a, 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 a short, a long vowel sound, and he changes it to a short vowel sound. So and vice of, versa. Oh, and, and vice versa? Uh-huh. Okay. Didn't he? I don't yeah. know. Yeah, like the last one, 106 across... Uh, uh, was, uh, what, uh, that var was an appropriate thing to say, them's fitting words. Yeah, you know. he, he took a long vowel and changed it to a short vowel. All right, well then, the and vice versa. Oh, did I give the backwards example? Fine, 94 across, company whose motto is, our pilots are moderately intelligent, brightish airways. All right, and I, I believe you now. Okay, good. Uh, so th- and this was fine. It's This one took, this one verged on becoming homework, but then I was able to figure the rest of it out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I wasn't blown away by this puzzle, but I thought it was fine. It's not my favorite kind of theme. Nah. Be- because, yeah, there's a whole bunch of examples of one thing. Yeah. You know, so so there's, I don't know. I enjoy the I enjoy the themes in a Sunday where, like, each one incorporates whatever the concept is in a different way. So that, like, each theme entry kind of has its own little mini puzzle to figure out. And here, every theme entry was identical. Yeah. You know, basically. Yeah. So, uh, you know, fine. I give it a C. And uh, Patrick Berry will be playing Bob Costas in the crossword movie of his life. Oh, interesting. Bob Thank Costas. You. 
It's the first thing I could think of. Yeah, that's not okay. a perfect match. No, not really. But close. Not really. I, I I don't know. I don't know who he plays in this picture. I sort of feel like maybe he's Corey Haim's uncle. <laughs> All right. I go with it. Is, okay. Uh, maybe Corey Haim's uncle is Bob Costas. I don't know. Could be. Is it too soon? Corey Haim is dead. Is Corey Haim is, is dead. Yeah, is that too well, soon? Well, we weren't making fun of him. We were just saying that this that, that Patrick Berry sort of looks like him. Yeah, he does sort of look like he could. He's, he doesn't even look like Corey Haim. He just looks like he could be related to Corey Haim. <laughs> You know, it's I, I just I, I could see maybe some genetic similarities. All that. right. Okay. I have to say I don't know if I've ever met Patrick Berry in person, so I, I don't even know if this photo is. Or Patrick, are you going to be at the ACPT? I'd I'd like to meet you. Yeah, we'd like to meet. We definitely like to meet. Are we going to be at the ACPT? I think so. I think so. I think I'm planning to be there. I'm going to try. It's not for a couple of months now, but it is over my spring break from school, so it should fit into my schedule just fine. It is fine. not over my spring break, but I don't actually attend classes. so. No, I do attend classes. You, well, you have to. I do have to. It's required. I'm I teach them. actually told not to. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You know, by the next time we do this show, my spring semester will have begun. Really? Yeah, because we're taking next week off. Yes. Okay. So uh, get your textbooks in order and uh, and bring pencils to class, please. Please. Yes, indeed. Please. I think that's the end of the show. Uh, it is the end of the show. Uh, thank you for listening. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just saw something about this Patrick Berry puzzle I hadn't realized before. It's what? not that it's the vowel. It's it. It's it. The long and short of it. It's is more clever than I thought. It's it. It becomes... It or it. All of them are it or it. The long and short of it. Okay. Saturday knit fever. I whiteness news. It's all it. Oh, see, that's much more clever. Patrick Berry, I, you're not Corey Haim's uncle. Now you get a movie all to yourself. This is much cooler. Uh, okay. I, I find it to be the same amount of coolness. It, it doesn't make it for a cooler solve, but it's a cooler theme. Okay. Yeah. Cooler All right, so now, now we're going to fade out with me uh, with me dictating to you, saying aloud, writing aloud, talking aloud, a 15,139-word palindrome. Okay, go. A man, a plan, a caddy, or Lee, Zuba, Thane, a lair, Umal, Effa, Jayla, Steel Royd A Canal Panama. <laughs> there it is. There it is.